Attention patriots, tired of the tyranny and crime in the sanctuary cities? Flee the city and seek refuge in the American Redoubt. FleeTheCity.com. Move to the freedom of Idaho, Montana, or Wyoming. FleeTheCity.com. FleeTheCity.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Adding to the disclaimer that opinions of a host and of the guests of any particular show shall not affect the radio network as a whole. We reserve all ability and freedom of speech from all participants involved, including callers, and if you're offended, tough shit. Thank you, Resolution Radio. Katie Armor raised the standard. Finally, AR500 steel core body armor that comfortably conforms to the chest and torso. Unique design distributes weight, feeling lighter, increases mobility, and lessens fatigue. Introducing the Combat Quad Bend CQB, a revolutionary plate-forming process that caters to the end user. The CQB is an industry game-changer, a must-have for the ladies. Available now, only at katiearmor.com, C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Come and take it. Now's your chance to get the last of the Resolution Radio Blood Teams. Only a few left available before we try to do a reorder. This has been a high-selling item, and we really appreciate everyone's support in getting this shirt and showing their pride as well as showing their heritage. Nothing counts more than blood. Get yours today from Resolution Radio. Only $25 plus $5 shipping and handling. It really helps the network improve, and you really get a great product to showcase what you truly believe in. Nothing counts more than blood. Only from Resolution Radio at ResolutionRDO.com. Send check, money order, or well-concealed cash to Sonny Thomas at P.O. Box 27, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. That's Sonny Thomas at P.O. Box 27, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. You're listening to Resolution Radio at ResolutionRDO.com. Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. The Danger of Downward Evolution a corollary to our cosmotheist ideal of upward evolution, is starting to have an influence on a substantial part of the wealthy Western elite, many of them white people. Business Insider has published two articles recently about the growing movement called pronatalism which seems to be gaining ground among the new wave of billionaires and millionaires who have ridden the waves of technology to become a part of the elite in recent decades. 
The pro-natalists want the highly capable and successful to have many, many children. And many are doing exactly that, citing the dangerous graying of the populations of the West. They seldom come out and say so, but the pronatalists do occasionally note that these population declines have happened in the very societies which have the best track records of innovation, scientific discoveries, and creation of wealth and prosperity. And their concern about that has come to the attention of Jews. But lacking our racial consciousness, the pro-natalists accept smart Jews and Asians as a part of their movement. And one of the Business Insider pieces highlights the personal and public pro-natalism of a couple in which the wife is at least a quarter Jewish. Elon Musk, who has fathered ten children with three white women, and speaks on the dangers of depopulation in the developed world, is perceived to be an unofficial pronatalist. Business insiders' pieces are remarkably even-handed, though considering the massive difference between the pronatalists' frankly eugenicist and pro-reproduction views and the essentially anti-reproduction and anti-eugenicist, anti-racist views the Jewish-dominated establishment has been pushing, I see conflict coming. The publication's CEO is Henry Blodgett, a non-Jew who was raised in Jew-heavy New York City and whose questionable stock market practices in the early 2000s resulted in fines and sanctions, and a ban on participating in the securities industry, but who nevertheless became a media star in the field. Business Insider is owned by the German Axel Springer Publishing Group, which appears dominated by non-Jews, though they are careful to toe the Jewish line on most things. Their CEO, Matthias Daphner, has declared himself to be, quote, a non-Jewish Zionist, close quote, is on the board of anti-white Netflix, and has gotten awards from the Central Council of Jews in Germany and the Jewish Zionist Organization, and received the ADL's International Leadership Award in 2014. This makes the relative even-handedness of the articles somewhat surprising. The movement to limit human reproduction, which has existed for more than a century now, was in some cases motivated by realism and sincere concern for the future of our race and our planet. It wasn't only Jews like Paul Ehrlich who warned us about the environmental and existential dangers of an ever-increasing human population. Both Revelo Oliver and William Pierce, among the greatest partisans of our race, sounded the alarm also. Even as early as the 18th century, 
Benjamin Franklin was telling us that a relatively small population in our huge territory would be a boon for us, making land cheap and wages high. But as with anything they touch, as I mentioned last week, when Jews entered the fray, their influence was used to guide the movement to control our reproduction, which could have been done in a eugenic, race-preserving, and race-improving way, into something profoundly dangerous and threatening to the very existence of the European race. And even absent the influence of Jews, the movement was dangerous. Messing with our race's reproductive behavior, which has evolved for millions of years to optimize itself for survival and competition in an ever-changing environment of varying resources and deadly enemies, is risky. To make an analogy, it is more than playing with dynamite. It is playing with nuclear fusion. If you, as a society, promote an ethic of limiting births to replacement level or lower for everyone, then you run the risk that the most responsible and dutiful and intelligent and future-oriented part of the population, the very ones we need the most and can spare the least, will be the very ones who will be able to understand your reasoning, absorb your message, and have the self-discipline to carry it out. While the least intelligent and responsible will just keep on with their profligate sexual behavior and high birth rates, leading to a drastic decline in the population's quality, including racial quality. It's very similar to what happened after Margaret Sanger's pro-contraception movement took hold in the upper reaches of the establishment many decades ago. Sanger appeared to have reasonable motives. She saw that the lowest among us in ability were engaging in most of the reproduction, often reproduction beyond their means to support, leading to poverty and misery for them, and a lowering of the overall quality of the race. She thought that increased access to contraception would solve the problem. The poor and miserable, she thought, would adopt contraceptives enthusiastically, like a lifeline is enthusiastically grasped by a drowning man. She also thought that not only low-ability white people, but the chronically low-ability blacks among us would happily accept the contraceptives, lessening the danger to our race of their increasing numbers. And, she thought, people of high quality, the people we really need, had so much money and resources that they would continue to have reasonable numbers of well-supported children since they could afford them. Sanger succeeded in breaking the taboo against interfering with human reproduction. But her vision of how that interference would bring us closer to a eugenic paradise was totally 
wrong. The poor quality whites may have used contraceptives and later abortion to some extent, and they absorbed the new anti-child ethos to the point of a now sickening disregard for the sanctity of their progeny, a sanctity that the old taboos reinforced. It was pretty much the same with the blacks, who shouldn't be in our society at all. But the adoption of contraceptive practices by the more intelligent and more responsible and higher quality part of the population was sufficiently high to lead not only to a massive decrease in our population's quality, but the adoption of anti-child attitudes among all our people has been enough to make us into a geriatric race, in which the number of infinitely precious white children being produced by our people, generation upon generation, is getting smaller and smaller. A runaway situation in which our numbers in biological terms, the only terms that really matter, are rapidly trending toward zero. The pro-natalist movement is an encouraging sign, but it is not enough. It will be co-opted, twisted, or forced into the shadows by our Jewish enemies. It is confused on more than a few issues. But the concerns of its members are real. And these folks are probably in some cases, more racially aware than they admit in public. These people need to know about William Pierce, about cosmotheism, and about our growing community in Upper East Tennessee. They need to understand that the re-establishment of healthy families will have to be a massive society-wide task. They need to understand that it's not just a numbers game, though it is that too. They need to understand how much we have lost and how essential it is that we regain those things. In the words of Andrew Hamilton, quote, True, there are some young white families with children left. However, they are essentially accidental, white by happenstance. They are not consciously white, organically white, committedly white. Nor are they psychologically white. Fundamentally, they are non-white, even frequently anti-white. Their few children are reared in unhealthy ways. They do not play and run free as normal children always did. Think of Tom Sawyer or Penrod Schofield. They are domesticated and shut in. They attend schools that resemble prisons, with on-duty police officers, ubiquitous closed-circuit surveillance cameras, and locked doors. Members of the public need a pass in order to enter. 
schools and mass media inject the child's mind with racist, anti-white, pro-minority, really majority, poison, sick gender and sexual beliefs, and the state-sponsored Holocaust religion. From infancy, kids are raised to hate everything they should identify with and admire and trust those whom they should despise and reject. This has been going on for several generations now. The costs of having and raising children are prohibitive. Money is needed to raise a family, and the mother should be at home, preferably. The household can be thought of as a firm. The woman who shoulders the responsibility and burden of running it is performing an essential and arduous task. The role of wife, mother, and homemaker should be celebrated, not denigrated. Close quote. The pro-natalists need to understand that there will inevitably be a fight over who will live and whose children will populate the future when the very real limits of Earth's resources are more closely approached, as was starkly observed by Revelo P. Oliver more than half a century ago. That fight is the main issue before us today, and most whites aren't even aware of it. It's us or them. The pronatalists only understand part of the picture. They need to become race thinkers. We have a huge task before us. Without organization and community, and a deep spiritual basis for that community, all things provided by the National Alliance and Cosmotheism, we would be dead in the water. Posting a few truths here and there during your lunch break on social media isn't enough. A life of total dedication to the organization representing your race is what is needed. I believe that rising approved members of the managerial classes in our Jewish-dominated society are told that to advance their careers, they must support all measures to decrease the population. Certainly, they are subsumed in a pot of such notions from the very beginning of their education. These measures include the promotion of all types of sexuality that do not result in the conception of children, contraception of all kinds, abortion, bizarre and sterile sex practices for heterosexuals, homosexuality, asexuality, pedophilia, bisexuality, interracial sex, and transsexualism. 
if any dare to question why high birth rate Semites and blacks and mestizos are being imported into the West, if population increase is such a danger, they will merely be told, one, that becoming Westerners will cause the blacks, etc., to get with the low birth rate program, and two, they'd better shut up and stop noticing such things if they know what's good for them. This is all sold to them on the basis of preventing overpopulation and saving the planet. Many of these rising managerial political types believe the drivel, but even the ones who don't quickly learn what kind of behavior is rewarded and what kind is punished, and nearly all accept that resistance is futile. The issue has been decided. Of course, the history of our race is full of a few great souls who refused to accept what was decided by their betters and who made great revolutionary advances, sometimes accompanied by political and social revolutions. It's about time for another such revolution, one that throws the race murderers out of the castle forever and removes them from any power over our people, one that takes the great potential of our sacred reproduction into its hands and makes it a holy mission to guide our people toward perpetual survival, advancement, expansion, and unchallengeable power over our own destiny. Perhaps such a soul, or several, has already been born to the families married in the last few years to the members of the Cosmotheist community.
You're listening to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyric to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes, news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. We carry a full line of flags, t-shirts, CDs, books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people. Please visit www.tightrope.cc. The Occidental Quarterly fills a unique niche in bringing together scholarly articles on a wide range of topics that are mired in political correctness elsewhere. It is edited by Professor Kevin McDonald, who's no stranger to listeners of the political cesspool. There are quite a few reasons for the precarious state of our civilization and our people. But one of the main ones is that we have lost the intellectual and moral high ground to a cultural elite that is hostile to our people and our culture. Those of us who are politically aware must understand that the elites dominating culture and the political process in the West are intellectually and morally bankrupt. TOQ is the key. Digital download subscriptions are only $30 a year. Subscriptions by first-class mail are only $60 a year. Go to toqonline.com and click on subscribe now. In addition to receiving fascinating and informative articles, you will also be supporting the work of scholars who are part of a community defending our people and our culture with the highest level of integrity and intellectual sophistication. That's toqonline.com. Subscribe now. Are you worried about America? Do you fear the power of the Obama brigades to take away your rights? The Obama presidency is the most radical left-wing administration in American history. Our constitutional liberties are in danger. What can you do? Join the Council of Conservative Citizens. For over 20 years, the CFCC has fought for the rights and ideals of the European-American majority. The CFCC has won legal and political battles to protect your heritage and your liberties. The CFCC advocates strong state governments over the power of Washington, D.C. to rule your life. The CFCC believes in an American-first foreign and domestic policy which opposes globalism and one-world government. The CFCC advocates racial integrity as God's natural order. Visit our website today at www.cfcc.org and join fellow European Americans in the fight for our people. Are you a native son or daughter of the South who pleads the stars and bars? Someone not born in Dixieland, but who is a Johnny Reb at heart and looking for a place to shop that promotes Southern heritage? Well, your search is over. Dixie Republic is the place to go for all things celebrating the Confederacy and promoting Southern pride. Inside the log cabin, just outside Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, Dixie Republic has t-shirts, hats, videos, flags, books, belt buckles, and some of the best mouth-watering barbecue sauce that will ever touch your lips. There's just about everything you want honoring the South at Dixie Republic. Well, you say that South Carolina is a bit too far for you to drive? Have no fear, my friend. All of this is just a mouse click away. Go online at www.dixierepublic.com. You're home for all things celebrating the Confederacy and promoting Southern pride.